This week on Novel Predictions, Kales gets really close to knowing the entire plot of Aragon. Damn, I actually did do really well. Now that I'm thinking about it. You did. I was like sitting here trying to like not be like, good job, Buck. Are you like... about the book Aragon. Woo. <laughs> I was rereading Aragon and Kales was reading it for the very first time at the ripe old age of 26. <laughs> Dear God in heaven above, I don't... Ugh. We have oh, thoughts. Lots and lots and lots of thoughts. Um, so are we, how are we going to do this? We're going to go through our questions, right? Let's uh, go through... Yeah, let's go through the questions that we asked in the first place and see how... Can I just say my initial thoughts real quick on my predictions i was not terribly wrong you were pretty close i was i did on a lot of it really well actually mm-hmm. i think for having known absolutely nothing except that jeremy irons was in the movie <laughs> and there was a dragon i even came close to her name i said it was seraphina but it's oh it's Safra yeah or um it's uh safina fuck me what is it it's s-a-p-h-i-n-a no. safina that's her name I just listened to it. That's her name. It's not Safina. No, it's not. This is the dumbest start to this. Okay, let's see. It is her name. It's not Safina. Yes. Oh, is that what you said? Yes! It is definitely Safina. You're so right. I didn't even see it. And then, okay. I just thought about the spelling, but it's with an F. It's with an E. That's it's why. It's with a Whatever. I was right. I was really Safina. close. Yes. I thought it was Serafina, but it's Safina. Yeah, but because that's because Serafina is such a popular name. Well, and it's with another book. There's a Serafina that has something. dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go through the questions. You did remarkably well. Thank I will you. say. I mean, I know Aragon is a pretty pop cultural thing. Like you would know about it. You tangentially been around it for a long time. Yeah, but I would say that the only thing that helped me with that again was Jeremy Irons knowing that there was some sort of mentor. I did not know it was Brahm. But, and then I would say Safira's name, because I'm sure in somewhere book battles, I saw that somewhere. Um, Otherwise, I didn't, like, just pull the dragon's name out of my ass. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the first question we asked was, does the main character fall in love? Kale's predicted. I don't know how intense or steamy it's going to get, but I definitely think we meet her. Yeah. Yeah. He falls at least in lust. Like... I don't actually know if he falls in love. Right. There's no relationship by the no, end of the book. which I also kind of pissed off about. Let me... Can I mention that real Please quick? Please rant. Because I... Okay. I knew she was coming because she was predicted by Angela. And, and he was like dreaming of a mysterious right, woman. Which I also thought was really creepy. <laughs> um, I just found it very um, obsessive. <laughs> and that bothered me a lot. I was like, he doesn't even know who she is like he literally had one encounter with her and they also would not shut up about how pretty she was i was like you don't even know what she can do you haven't seen any of her skills you're literally only saving her because you want to bang her and it was so frustrating and then i mean she did turn out to be a badass yeah which i also called you did that he did need a big kick in the ass and yeah because he's pretty much an idiot oh my god just wait we'll get through our yeah. questions first and then we'll please talk about just it let me get on to about how terrible aragon is as a main character and you can totally tell this was written by a 14 year old boy because dear god in heaven above what he does nothing he's worse than harry 
<sighs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Because I would also like to talk about so, it. So yes, he did at least fall in love and fall in lust, and I did say that correctly. I yeah, I would say in the first book, lust for sure, because he doesn't fucking know her. Like you're saying, like he doesn't know this person. He just like thinks she's really pretty. Legitimately, that's it. Um, and it was foretold. And it was foretold. Well, that's the other thing is Angela's predictions, which I forgot about until I read them. I was like, well, okay, so she basically just played our game. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was like, you're going to have, like, somebody really close to you is going to die. Uh, you're going to have a love for the ages. Like, all these things. And I'm like, these are all the questions we asked. Maybe we should just base them on her. She's actually my favorite character. Oh, yeah. She's on my list, too. When I talked about her in my review, I was like, legitimately, the only thing I liked in this book was the Cat and Angela. Like, I could have had an entire whole series about them and, like, where their past came from. And like, Well, that's the thing. That's what he's writing now. What? The next books that he's writing are about Angela. She's the main character. What? Yeah. So I'm like, maybe there's hope. Oh, my God. And he's like in his 30s now. So maybe. So maybe he's improved. Maybe his writing's improved. Oh, my God. No, I actually would read that because like Mm -hmm. the adventures between the werecat and Angela, like when he stepped into that herbalist shop was the coolest part for me. I legitimately was like, I will take an entire series of everything leading up to that point in Angela's life. And I don't know. I don't know if the series he's writing now is pre or post Aragon. I don't care. But she is basically the best character in the whole series. No, and she's actually well-developed and interesting and funny, and she also doesn't reveal everything right away, but not in a stupid way like Brom does to make it dramatic. Like, why yeah, the to just fuck? be pissy. Brom didn't... I just... Uh... Okay, okay, okay. We'll get to it. Okay. Next question. Um, What tropes did you think you would see? Kale's predicted. Okay, so we're definitely going to see every single fucking point of the hero's journey to a goddamn motherfucking T. A hero's journey, definitely. It followed it to an almost T. Like, yeah. To an absurd amount. Except in a weird way that... It was a little duas mahina for me <laughs> at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also like a little duas mahina fight-wise. It was like the, the, the challenge at the end came out of nowhere. But that's the other thing that I got right was the adventure in of itself that who he had to kill was the the shade guy and that i said that that was going to be the main villain and he was and that was also part of the hero's journey of that like he thought he had beaten him once and then he actually came back again in the end and aragon ended up epically stabbing him after the shade was distracted by the elf girl and safina and i am sarah safina what am I saying wrong? It's wrong. Hold on. What am I? We're gonna. This is whole podcast this is driving like, me crazy. How do we pronounce Aragon's dragon's name? Safira. No Safira. N. Safira. R not N. Safira. There we go. Well, I'm sorry. Safira. It was. I I knew it was wrong, but I well, couldn't tell you how. Been listening to the audiobook. Yeah, I've been listening. You knew it was wrong. I've been listening to the audiobook at double speed <laughs> because I couldn't read the book. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> um. Yeah. So no, I got that part right, and I knew. That the shade was going to be the main villain. Um, I will say one trope I did find that I didn't call out was like the trio experience, um, which I don't actually know how to, what to call that trope, but that's sort of like Harry, Ron, Hermione, the golden trio, yeah, trope. the golden trio trope. Um, the uh, Percy, Annabeth, Grover, mm-hmm. um, Luke, Leia, Han. You know, it was the same thing. It was Aragon, Murtaugh. Yeah, my tag and the girl whose name I can't remember. Arya. Arya, thank you. Um, we're kind of that golden trio, and you see that that's going to develop later. It doesn't. What? Yeah. 
So I'm going to spoil the rest of the series for you because you're never going to read no, it. No, I'm never going to fucking pick this and up again. And deal with it, listeners. But um, we already told you this is a spoiler. Spoilers are welcome. Zone. Yeah. We love um, Murtaga goes dark. Yes. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. Good. I knew he was probably going I to. I really want him to rewrite these books so that I can enjoy the story, which I actually really like, but I don't have to read them. them. But he gets a dragon from the king. Okay, cool. And uh, in one of the books, they, like, fight to the death. That's cool. Um, oh, that's a fan That kind of sucks, though. Just friendship Oh, they're wise. all so brothers. Oh, is the king his dad? No, the Morzan is his dad. Oh, yeah. And, that. yeah. Aww, so when Murtag's talking about what happened with him and how his mom went away for months and then came back and she was really oh, sickly. Oh, God, <clears throat> no. That just... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so they are brothers, um, which I don't think it's revealed. It do- obviously doesn't get revealed in the first book. It gets revealed to maybe the second book. Um, once, I think Murtag like says his mother's name and Aragorn's like, hey, excuse me, what the fuck? And then connects the pieces because he's an idiot and he should have connected the pieces from the story. But I just have this look of <laughs> dumbfoundedness on my face right now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're brothers. Like oh, they God. end up fighting I believe to the death on the battlefield so on their Murtaugh dragons. Dies. Um, Murtaugh dies. Yeah. Okay. But he like it's like a he goes dark, but then at the end when they're fighting, he is like he's like repenting, and then like he's like you have to kill me. Like I can't. That's stupid. I won't be like I'll be killed no matter what. Right that's, kind of that's thing. Stupid. He's like, you need this victory. I'm pretty sure. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I've spent a long time since I read them. That's stupid. Um, and she then said for the fourth time. Yeah. So the whole second book. Well, let's not get into it. I'll once we're gonna finish the questions. I'll I'll just recap you the whole story. Oh my god. Um. Okay. So is there a mentor? Yes. Yes. I did not guess that it was Brom though, but I did get that he was like part of the Dragon Rider somehow. You did. And I actually thought it would have been way more interesting my version because him actually being it? a dragon. My version was that he was like the brother of a Dragon Rider. Kale's predicted. Oh, he's totally like some old brother of a Dragon Rider. Somebody father was a Dragon Rider. I know the secrets of this society. And you already claimed that he died. He dies. Oh yeah, he's dead. The clues are really obvious. Obviously for me, because I'm rereading it, I know. Right, the clues are really obvious once I started reading it. Once I got beyond, because Brahm also had only been introduced to us as the storyteller in the yeah. first five chapters, so I was not aware of his significance until later. I totally thought he was just going to be like the old coon introducing the whole thing. I I didn't anticipate that he would get bigger as a character, um, but I mean, I'm fine with it. I actually was really upset that he ended up being a dragon raider. Like, I was really mad about it. Because... Well, and I don't know if they reveal it in the first book or not, I'm trying to remember, but his like um wait that so means that he kills aragon's dad yeah and that aragon's been carrying his father's sword yeah there's that's the thing the story has a lot of great implications See, there's, like different, there's like good things to it there's, it's just poorly done yeah it's just poorly written um also his his dragon's name was no it does get that i couldn't that remember mm-hmm. okay yeah so he also, killed- i hated her as a character um also i think it's weird they're like little dragon love thing that like Safrina was jealous. Safira, yeah. Safira of was Ara- jealous Aria. of Aragon and the elf girl. Like, that's awkward. I think it was more of like, I don't think it was supposed to be like, she loves him. I don't care. I think it, it was gross. Oh, I think weird. it's, I mean, I think it makes sense. It's more of like a, 
we've relied on each other this entire time and nobody else and like i don't want someone else coming in here and still think it's awkward <laughs> um and then but yeah i was right that there was a mentor jeremy irons yeah so you got that question right but then it was also who you got wrong and then how do they meet i think you got obviously wrong because yeah i got wrong too i mean because it wasn't because because he had met the guy already oh that's the other thing about brahm is whenever angela's talking about brahm's fate and she's talking about he um was destined he like is destined for tragedy like his dragon died he lost the love of his life that was aragon's mom i'm pretty if i'm remembering right Did, like he spirited her away to carvajal to have you know her what? baby this so been to a save good her life TV show yeah except for it was a terrible movie so maybe no, i know but it would have been a good tv show in terms of the reveals of this the, like if you the reveals all the four drama. of them like a game of thrones level of tv show that would have been really good well that's the thing except we also could have cut out the extremely long desert all trip. the traveling can all just the traveling sh- can just go the fuck away yeah i was like i was reading it i don't it, know why i tried I was, to do a trump voice there but i was just so done with it i was talking to my husband and i was like uh I feel like I'm reading the second Lord of the Rings book right now, and it makes me want to cry. That or the whole section of Harry Potter and the extremely long camping trip. Yeah. But that's only, like, a quarter of a book, not a whole goddamn book. No, this was the entire goddamn book. Yeah. Um, Okay, so who's going to die? That was the next question. I also got that right. Did you say the mentor? I totally said Brom. You said the mentor, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Um, So that was a good one. A lot of people... And I said the shade. I also said the shade would die. That oh, yeah. Well, that makes him. sense because it's like the final confrontation. Yeah, no, I totally got that right too. Damn, I actually did do really well now that I'm thinking about you it. You did. I was like sitting here trying to like not be like, good job, Buck. Are you like, why is this story from the MC's perspective and why are they important? So why is the story from the MC's, this MC's perspective? I think I, I, I said that he was like some sort of chosen one. Yep. And I think he was somebody's important son. Too, I'm pretty sure you I called that. Yeah. I think I might have thought it was the king. Kale's predicted. His mom abandoned him. We don't know who his father is. His father is some somebody special. And that's why. I don't know who his father is. But because his mom just dropped him off. Right. And was like, I can't do this. Sad. And then. And they were like, in the book, it says she left. She was gone for six years. And then she came back and she was all like decked out in jewels and shit. Yeah. And then she's like, take this baby. Peace out. So he's and she his leaves. father is someone important. Oh my god! If his dad's the king, I don't like that. No, I don't want. <laughs> I, I reject that one. No, I reject that prediction. Um, I don't like that story. Right? Not Morzan or whatever. Well, we didn't know. Well, we didn't know who Morzan was. Yeah. Um, at the time of that, and I, I still, I was like, because he didn't know who his parents were, and I do think it's more interesting for the story, and I applaud Christopher Paolini for this making it more zan rather than the king the king because like it's always the king like we don't need a print he doesn't need to be a prince no um and he also doesn't need to be the son of the most evil man in the universe right for him to still be important but yeah so you called that one pretty well yeah i just okay but i also don't think i get and i also they really laid it on thick when it was like you're named after the first writer that was a big one i was like for real for why? real, why the destiny have to be so intense right now? It was so thick. But that said, now that we're on Aragorn as a sort of hero, Aragorn is one of the dumbest lead characters I've ever read. He's bland and disinteresting, and he never improves, and he's literally the same. He might get physically stronger over the course of it, but his character itself has zero 
development. Like, none. I watched a bland kid become an even blander hero who does nothing except get his ass saved. And then he gets knocked out a lot. That was the other thing that was really problematic for me. I wanted to go back and count how many times this loser had fallen asleep or gotten knocked out. Because I swear every fucking chapter ended with it being, and then the world went black. Yeah, that definitely happened a lot. But I think you're right. You said he's the dumbest person. And I don't think, like, narratively, he's the dumbest person. Like, he's literally so dumb. No, like, he, he, his cognitive ability is hampered. He makes stupid decisions. He does stupid things with magic that he knows he shouldn't do. And then people call him out on it. And he's like, well, I forgot. I'm like, he gets his ass saved. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I tried to make wa- sand into water and I didn't die. Let me just change all the fucking elements. Oh, also. Also, who decided to make sand into water? That that was a terrible decision. Why did you him. think that would work? But why would why did you think that would work? Because he thought he was an all-powerful idiot. Because he's been destined by Angela to fucking save the fucking dragonborn brahm pulled him out of what he feels like nowhere he's been given this huge elitist concept also like what did he do before this that's the other thing i want to know is that he was like some 15 year old nobody he was literally like like a farmhand on his uncle's farm but that's what i'm saying is that like where did he get this like privileged egotistical complex right i don't know and i know that the way it's written is like because he's now a writer he just like has his skills develop really fast like he becomes like one of the best swordsmen in the world bullshit super suddenly bullshit yeah and I don't get it and another thing i was just listening to the end part where the stupid twins um are testing him and he's like i'm gonna use my less complicated words to like trick them so they don't know the words brahm taught me in the ancient language and i'm like uh, bullshit that you know more than 10 words in the ancient language. Bullshit. Because you literally studied for like five minutes. Yeah, he never studied throughout the whole thing. And that not only that, but like he had to use the dragon's help. Like the whole time, anything with his magic always was paired with her. He never did anything on his own. Now, I will say the second book is like a fucking giant training sequence. At least half of it. Where he goes to the elves and there's actually um, an old dragon rider and his dragon that are there that are like they got so fucked up in a fight that they're um unable to like be effective like if they had to go into battle they couldn't really do it but they train them and he does get that is kind of a thing where i'm if i'm remembering right the trainer guy's like you're relying on her too much you need to like get your shit together i don't care but yeah but he's just i the thing is if we cut out all the traveling bullshit of this book and condense it it would be 100 pages yes and you could fit at least two of the books into one and you would have more of an arc for aragon instead of having the very very beginning of him becoming developed and getting frustrated with how he doesn't it's just like the magicians in the way where i hated q because he never changed in development and you claimed that he develops over the whole series it's the same thing Yes, but I think with the magicians, there were more other interesting things about the world, and it was better written than this. I agree that it was far better written. Yes. Um, but but it's the same thing where, like, what frustrated me the most about that book was the lack of character development in a single arc, and that's it's I see I saw it in this book as well. It just was so underwhelming. And in can we talk about the travel sequences real quick mm-hmm. and just how it was written? where 
there was so much telling. It was like they did this and then they Oh, it's did all telling. That. What about the the random trek through the desert and the random trek to Brahm's friend in the random city? And I mean I had to look at the map several times over, which I'm glad there was a map. Yeah. But still, I just was like, I don't know why I'm on this journey. I don't know what I'm saving. I don't care. I don't know how evil this guy is. It's a bunch of rumors and a bunch of conjecture. So far, I've just currently seen a bunch of, like, ogre-like creatures destroying towns. Why are we not killing them? Like, Also, they didn't, like, do what they went to do. Nope. He does it, eventually. I forget what book. But in one of the books, he, like, goes to Helgrain and kills them. Yeah, like, the whole time they were like, we're going to kill the Razorok. We're going to kill the Razorok. We're going to get revenge on the Razorok. Did we get revenge on the Razorok? And then all of a sudden that just, like, went straight out the window. No, it was gone. It was absolutely gone. And then we, like, didn't talk about it ever again. The the minute the girl showed up is when it went gone. And when it was gone. Yeah, when they were in TRM or whatever. Yep, and he got captured. And then he was like, oh, my God, she's pretty. I have to save her because I've been having creepy soulmate dreams about her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the very last question, which we'll get through and then we'll just do our reviews, um, was what does this book remind you of? So I think you said Star. I mean, it was like a lot of Hero's Journey stuff, right? Mainly, I thought of, I was reminded of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows because of the long camping trip and the trek of it all. I was reminded of Lord of the Rings again because of the trek. Yeah, but what did you say? What, what did you predict that it was going to remind you of? Kale's predicted. For this, you're thinking of Lord of the Rings, and you're thinking of all these high Novice fantasy and novels. How to Tune Your Dragon and Dragonheart. I, like, that one also came up in my head. It's all Hero's Journey related. I, I really think this followed it to a T. Like, you could put it in schools and study it in terms of other books. If you, you wanted to torture your Journey. students. If you wanted to torture your students. Yeah, if you, if you completely <laughs> wanted to kill them and make them fall asleep and hate anything fantasy ever. I don't understand why this is popular. Can you explain that to yeah, me? Yeah, so Can let's you? let's talk about it. Let's talk about me. Because yeah, that's <laughs> what I want to go to. Like, yay, okay, McKaylee was able to predict the book. Awesome. She I did, did a great job. job. You don't have to rail on me for it because I am just that amazing. But. Oh, God, I want to pull. I want to take you down so many pegs. I have to find books that are going to take you down. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Okay. I'm just being arrogant to be arrogant right now. Yeah. But I want to know why the fuck did you make me read this book? Okay. So let's, let's think about it. I read this book, um, for the first time pretty close to when it came out. So the early 2000s, early mid 2000s. Yeah. Um, I guess the question should be, why the fuck did you make me read this book? And what the fuck did you think of it now? Yeah. So that's the thing is I, I really liked this entire series when I read it, I really did. And I, I have reread this book. I have listened to the audiobook. I started listening to the audiobook this time and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this narrator. Um, I really liked it. And I was reading it. And good God, was it slow? Good God, was I bored? And I was so frustrated with Aragon. I had forgotten how stupid he is obviously. But I mean, I, I really dragged my feet. I literally finished it this morning, like on two times speed audiobook, because I was like, I know the story. I just need to hear it. I was so annoyed with this book. Like I'm so angry right now because I, this is one thing that I'm always like, oh, I loved Aragorn. That was so good. And now I've reread it as an adult and I'm angry. I'm mad at my childhood self for enjoying this. 
because <laughs> Michaela's trying really hard not to laugh. Um, I am so angry because why? What was I thinking when I enjoyed this the first few times? Few. I've reread it more than once. And I think what it is, is I have become better accustomed. I've become accustomed to reading one, well-written books, two, adult books um, that I don't, I don't know, they don't meander as much. And I also have read, I think this is part of it. I've read The Lord of the Rings since I read these books and I hadn't read The Lord of the Rings before. And I just see how same this is, like what a copy it is. And oftentimes I defend books and, and authors and their right to um, create, change, change existing works. Because like there are no unique ideas, you know, like everything is a version of something else. But this is so it's, I'm like having trouble articulating how similar it is to Lord of the Rings. And I, and it's like the second book, which is my least favorite Lord of the Rings book, where they're traveling the whole time. Nothing really gets accomplished. And then on top of that, the Lord of the Rings characters are at least competent. Like, Aragorn is a fucking idiot. An idiot. Here's the other thing about the Lord of the Rings. I'm going to throw this in here real quick. Is that like, there were groups of characters. Right. That's the thing. Is that, that happens, though. Okay, no, 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 no. But here's the thing, is that we don't get more than Aragon and Brom and the dragon at one given time until maybe two-thirds of the way through the book. Think about it. I mean, we get, like, the... At the beginning, we kind of get the sense of the town, but we know he's going to leave the town. And so that's not that big of a deal. But then it's mostly him and Brom and the dragon. And there's not like a group i think of lord of the rings and i think about that amazing group with the dwarves and the elves and the hobbits and 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 i just think even the hobbit had a group right of diverse amazing characters that challenged one another and instead this was like a really boring pack of three people and it wasn't even a golden trio of people it was just boring because then when brom died murtaugh came in yeah. And that was it. And then it wasn't until did we get some actual characters and diversity and interesting dynamics when the elf girl finally woke up and we got to the city, the hidden city the in a volcano. Well, that's the thing. And that's why I wish that this story was repackaged because the writing is bad, unequivocally. It was self-published first, I'm just saying. Also, like, wasn't his mom in publishing? Yeah, his mom and dad had published through books before, and it was their publishing company that published it first, and it was a self-published Which makes sense. Company. He was a child. Yeah, he was 14, and then he was 19, and then that's when um, when he was doing tours. And then he picked it up. They and got then picked they up. Got, and then it got picked up. Who picked it up? Scholastic, I think. Is it Scholastic? I mean, you can look behind you. They're right there. Scholastic's Hachette, technically. Oh, yeah. Alfred Knopf books. So it's Penguin Random House, actually. Okay. So just showing my bookseller yeah. knowledge. <laughs> Enjoy all your publisher knowledge. Um, but the thing is, the reason I want this to be repackaged and rewritten is that we get that in later books. Um, Roran comes back. He becomes a leader of the resistance in Serta. Very cool. Um, the girl he blesses grows up and becomes really powerful. Um, she becomes like this seer and it's really 
his blessing is super detrimental to her personal health, but really helpful for the resistance. Um, we get Aragon then. I think we also see Summer tag by himself once he kind of goes rogue. So we get we do get that later. But this first book is like all this background that I just want to throw in a trash can because I don't want it. I really felt like the book could have started the whole series could have easily started in the volcano. Yeah. I mean, I think we could have gotten like five, like, you know, it could have been a quarter of the book is Aragon and Brahm and their journey to the volcano, like Aragon getting his dragon, you know, like him learning his dragon and they should just have gone straight to the, the Varden. I get there was like plot reasons for them not to, but whatever. They should have gone straight to the Varden and started it there where there are more interesting characters and he can learn from people and like actually develop as a person because I get that he can be stupid and dull at the beginning and grow but he didn't at all no so yeah so I (laughs) basically as the rereader this this period for this book I was really disappointed because I like remember this book with a lot more fondness than I felt reading it I do think circumstantially it's different because I was reading it with for a purpose this time, which always kind of changes your perspective. Um, it definitely makes you more critical. We've experienced this with every book we've read as a team, that we are far more critical whenever we're reading for the podcast. I'm nodding. So that definitely changed my perspective. But regardless of that change, I still would have enjoyed it if I actually enjoyed it. You know, like, so I I am frustrated with Aragon and his stupid, stupid face. And I, again, wish that he would rewrite these books and like, Either make them, um, like, adult or rewrite them as YA, but cut the bullshit. I am sad to hear that you didn't like it. I'll be honest, because I I feel like that as a fellow reader, trying to go back and reread some books that you loved from childhood and then discovering that they're not as good really sucks. Um, So I'm sorry about that. Just as a friend to another friend, I'm like, (laughs) that blows. But as a fellow reader... Um, I think I even sent you a text message that was something along the lines of, Allison, I love you, and I'm glad we're friends, and I'm glad we're doing this project, but dear God, why? Yeah. Why this book? Um, and it was just as the new reader, as someone who is reading this for the first time, you know, I am not the biggest high fantasy person at all. Uh, dragons and medieval dwarves and elves and adventures like that are not necessarily my thing. Because I feel like so many of them just go to Lord of the Rings, and I wish that something would deviate a little bit more from that. I would like to say I, that I don't think I mentioned it, but that's a big reason why I chose this book was because I know it's not a genre that you're typically comfortable in, and so I thought it would be fun to push you out of that. Um, well, and I mean, it was fun for me in the sense that I was really, I was excited to read this book in terms of I really wanted to see what all the hype was about. Yeah. But I still don't have my question answered. And the only thing I can possibly think of is the timing of this book in that it was Lord of the Ringsy. It came out right around the end of the Harry Potter craze. And because a lot of my like author friends really like him. And when I went to Denver Comic Con and I was literally hosting his signing, I stood behind him and handed books and he had the longest line out of anyone except Jim Davis, the Garfield creator, and maybe Terry Brooks. But like, I... I just don't understand. And the only other thing I can think of is that it gets better because that was something else that people said to me on Goodreads when I was giving updates. And I was like, why, why, why? In very dramatic wording. (laughs) And everybody was like, oh, the book, it gets better with the rest of the series. 
that said, that's awesome. I'm glad. And there are a lot of other series that are like that too. I think back to Throne of Glass. I remember I almost didn't continue with that series because I was like, Throne of Glass was really predictable and I didn't yeah. like the first one. And you know, and it but, builds. And it does. It does build. And it, it's amazing. And it grows. And and the characters develop. And, and so I can understand that. But this one, I just, it's hard for me to think that I'm going to move forward with this at all because I, I just don't know if I can tolerate Aragon yeah. anymore. And I don't think that I can be in a world that is this cliche at this time. It, it's hard for me. I, I, I feel like that I just wanted something that was unique from it. And I think that I did so well on predicting it because it stuck to a very simple formula and it didn't have that twist for me. It didn't have, not a twist as in a surprise, but that sort of oomph that elevated that it. Hook. That hook. Thank you. That hook that elevated it to something different. Um, because even, you know, you go back to Throne of Glass. And for me, actually, what I thought was kind of different was the fact that she was a criminal and that she was a, an assassin and that she was a she, honestly. Um, you know, just something that made it just a little bit more. And I feel like I couldn't find that in this book. And it, like I said, really, the only thing I liked about it was Angela and the Werecat. I was so excited when they showed up again in the volcano town because that was so cool for me. I just wanted something more and I, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I wanted to like it in terms of I, I wanted to join this camp of Paulini fans and understand because like he came to Comic-Con two years in a row, mm-hmm. two years in a row. And I went to his first panel because one of my author friends, Colleen Oaks, was being his moderator. And, and you I, went with me. And I went with you. Because I, I was like, I want to see Christopher Paulini. Right. And I was like, I want to support her. And he seems cool, but I hadn't read the books. And then literally he came back next year, this year. And I stood behind him in the signing line because I was working the bookstore that was signing. And I just, I was like, what is this mania? And now that I've read it, I still don't get it. And that's hard for me. I just... I, I wish I, I understood a little bit more. And I like I don't want to discredit people's enjoyment of it. Like, that's great. It's awesome that you enjoyed it. I didn't. And not enough to continue with the series. There are too many other books in this world for me to be wasting time on something that I clearly didn't enjoy. You can read my Goodreads review or listen to me rant about the last 36 minutes because I just... Oh, God. It was so poorly written, too. It was so bad. Well, and here's the thing. I just looked up because I was wondering... When the Lord of the Rings movies came out. The movies? Yeah. So the Lord of the Rings movies, the third and final one, came out the year this was published. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So I would guess that has a big part in this. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like right in the time of that mania. Yep. That's why. That's got to be why. That's got to be why it was so popular. And then now it's in Potter end. Um, Because Harry Potter ended in 2007. Yeah. That's when the books... That's when the books ended. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. And then... It's huge. Yeah. And I also think that um, now, the reception you're seeing now, it's all nostalgia. He hasn't... He hasn't written any books since this series. No, it's exactly... It's the same thing. It's like Marcus Zusak. Like, people have been waiting for Marcus Zusak for years, and they keep talking about how he's one of their favorite authors. I'm like, guys, he's literally written two books. Yeah. That's it. And Christopher Pauline well, wrote the series. That's it. He hasn't done anything else. It's like the thing with Perks being Wallflower. That's that guy's only book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, some... And that's not bad. I mean, like, no. think about Harper Lee, you know, until her family wanted to make more money and published a book that never was meant to be published. Yeah. She wrote a brilliant book and, like, didn't need to write anything else. And that's, I mean, no judgment. That's totally fine. And then there are other writers that just crank out everything all the time. Like, Nora Robertson 
James Patterson. I'm not necessarily saying the quality of those two are the same. I'm just saying that like it's okay if that's it. But you are right that the all the hype is just nostalgia. Yeah. Oh my god. That's it. So there's your answer. Lord of the Rings movies are coming out. They are tied in tied in thematically. And now it's just people who read those books when they were in middle school and they didn't care about the writing. You know, nobody just excited that a middle schooler wrote a book. Right. It was. Yeah, it was his age was a really cool factor. Um, The time was right thematically for pop culture. And now these people who are adults are still they have a whole cloud of nostalgia around their heads well and that's a whole nother topic just in terms of our society hiding behind nostalgia to not face what's actually happening in our world right now but (laughs) that being said yeah just oh god i just i wish i'd liked it guys i really wish i did and i'm happy that i was right in my predictions but at the same time i really wish there had been something that was not so predictable and even when you were telling me some of the spoilers in the later books, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, oh, he and Murtaugh are brothers. The only thing that surprised me at anything that you said was that Murtaugh went dark. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, no, they needed a traitor. Can you tell me what was your, you have to pick a favorite thing and a least favorite thing in the book out of everything? Favorite thing was definitely Angela and the Cat, And I liked their herbalism shop. It, to me... That was one of the most uh, descriptive settings, and I loved stepping into that, and I loved the fact that Aragon kept getting pulled back to it, and that it had a sort of sense of meaning for him. Um, It also was the most fascinating thing for me in terms of it was the one thing in the story that I wanted to learn more about. It was the one thing that I was like, ooh, what does this mean? Who is Angela? How does she have these powers? And all this- I think she was was the most well-rounded character, I would say, so. I agree. and I thought the concept of the cat was cool. And I wanted to know more about him and his powers because he was like, I can be a cat. I can be a little young boy. My eyes are weird. I can communicate with you via your thoughts. Which that was another thing throughout the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, somebody get out of my head. I hated how that, sorry, that's just me as a person. I was like, no, I would never want to be connected. Ugh, that was weird. Anyway, um, so that was my favorite part. And you I have think- to pick one least favorite part. Like absolute least favorite worst part. I think I have to go with Aragon's obsession with Arya because I am glad that he saved her life and I'm glad that he felt valiant enough to do that. Whereas Martar kind of wanted to let her die and I, I admire that heroism and that valor. But, and I've also been, just been reading it in other books lately, this sort of treatment of women throughout the story and the fact that there weren't any other women other than Angela, and they never talked to each other. It didn't pass the Bechdel test. And it was hard for me to see this obviously very powerful, important character who brought the egg to him and, you know, was in charge of things get demoted to literally a beautiful corpse in a sense. And it was hard for me, again, and it might just be because of the state that I'm in right now and books that I've been previously reading. If, if you look back on my Goodreads, like my ratings have not been stellar and and a lot of that. And I just finished this other book that had a really terrible portrayal of a woman too. And I just am like, I don't understand what is this idea with young men having to idolize and create these images of women and uh, this obsession over them. It was really hard for me to swallow and I, I just think it was really demeaning to Arya as a character and it makes me sad because I I think that she deserved better 
And I think also that there just should have been more women, period. Yeah, so something else that's really interesting that you learn later is um, Arya's actually the pr- a princess. Oh, go fucking figure. Yeah. But what I think is really interesting is that I think he, he laid the groundwork to make interesting women. He didn't... The, the women he created through the series are not one-dimensional at all. I honestly think if you just took the men out of this story, it would be so awesome because the women in the story have all this dimension. Arya is a princess who like she has that tattoo and that's like her signature. Like that's saying that she's a princess. She's like, don't tell anyone because she doesn't want to be. She hates it. She has no desire to be it. She wants to be a warrior. Cool. Angela is super powerful, super awesome, witty and funny and takes no shit. And she's amazing. And they have so much more dimension individually than, like, all the men combined. Right. And didn't you say that, too, about the seer girl that grows up? Too? Yeah. She becomes an important par- character, yes, too? Yes. She's, like, a little... She's a little girl. They um, they have to flee to Serta, and she grows up in Serta in, like, these refugee camps from... Um, in, with the Varden, and she is a really powerful seer, and she's, like... I don't even know how old she is. I forget how long the timeline is, but she's like little. She's old enough to talk, but she's pretty little. And she is, her life is horrible um, because of these visions that she sees like all this destruction and stuff in the world. That's things that these this little girl shouldn't see. And Aragorn did this to her. I mean, he, the words he spoke over her cursed her um, because he's an arrogant idiot. And he was like, these are the only words I could think of that would have only a positive outcome. Well, obviously you didn't consider everything, idiot. But you should never have touched that baby. I know. I, yeah. When it happened in the book just now, because I know what happens to her, I'm just like, you're so stupid. Like, don't bless people in the ancient language. You know it's powerful. It's literally how you create magic. He just was so arrogant. He, like, didn't want to listen to anybody. And that I just want someone to kick him in the head. Yeah. Which it sounds like he does get kicked in the head in the next book. I mean, but, he also, sequence, but, but he also becomes, like the most powerful person in the world. So take that with a grain of salt because he, it it becomes like my husband, he read the books, he enjoyed them when we were younger and then he tried to finish the series and he, we were older and he couldn't because, and I, he and I had the discussion of like, he didn't like the writing and then Aragon was just like a fucking God. And he was like, what? How is this interesting? Like he can just beat anyone. Why would I care? He's obviously going to win. Cool beans. Let's move on. I don't need to read these books. Right. Like, you got to give somebody a flaw, man. And his stupidity as a flaw cannot last that long. No. Yeah. So. What about you? What was your favorite thing about rereading this and your least favorite thing? Okay. So my favorite thing, reading it did trip some nostalgia for me. I, I started, as I was reading, I started to remember things that I enjoyed from the later books. Um which was really kind of fun because I was like, oh, yeah, and then that happens and that's actually a really cool sequence and all this stuff. I will not reread the later books because I don't want to ruin those moments that I still enjoy from the story by, like, rehashing them and and realizing that I don't actually care or that the writing undermines them. Um, But those those moments of remembrance for the, the overall arc were really fun. Um, in terms of least favorite things, literally my least favorite thing in this book is Aragon. 
Like, which <laughs> sucks because it's his book. But he is so stupid. He makes such terrible decisions. And people call him on it. They're like, you're being an idiot. Yeah, but he doesn't listen. No, he doesn't listen to them, which makes it even worse. Because he doesn't grow at all as yeah. a person or as a character. He doesn't do anything. Even the pers- the creature who's most connected to him in the world, his dragon, is like, you're fucking stupid. You just almost killed yourself again because you did magic in a way that you knew wouldn't work again. And he's just like, well, I thought I forgot. He literally is like, I forgot. And I, and uh, like, if I was that dragon, I would literally just step on him and be like, give me another one. Like, I'm done with this one. This writer didn't work out. I made the wrong choice. Um, but let's get a new one because he's dumb. He's dumb as hell. He's going to get us killed. And in this episode of Novel Predictions, Allison thinks that that a dragon should kill her her writer because of sheer stupidity. For real, though. Like, that's, I'm like, that would be interesting. She's like, it'd be an interesting story if it was about the dragon and about how she kept getting stupid writers, so she kept killing them to get new ones. Like, I'd be more interested in that story because he is an idiot and she chose wrong. There's a, like, even his cousin who ends up being this badass war hero, like, no magic, no bullshit. He's just a war hero. He's just there for his people. He's like, he he leads the entire city of Carvajal to safety, like to the Varden. And, and they do this crazy journey with them. And he's amazing. Like, choose him. He's way better. <laughs> so um, I think that should be one of our final questions that we, we land on. Or like, you know, when we do novel predictions, what what type of book do you predict would be better in terms of like, how would you change the book? How would you change the book within these parameters and make it better? So you obviously said kill Aragon. Kill Aragon, replace him with someone more competent. Um, add more women, honestly, that can give him kind of a shove. You know, I think it's detrimental when boys don't grow up with mothers or sisters. Yeah. Also, pretty sure that there's never a female writer in this entire series, like in the history of dragons either. That's bull. Shit. So that would be a far more interesting story. Bullshit. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were all males. Also, if you want to read more about Dragon Riders and a better series, go read Dragon Rider by Cornelia Funk. Because it's just an overall better story. There's and, a yeah. lot better dragon stories. Yep. Yeah. What are some other ones that you can think of? Um, I actually just helped someone at the library pick up um, Anne Rice's Dragon Dragon Riders of Pern. Which is an old series. That is old if it's Anne Rice. Um, but it is better constructed, I believe. Um, I thought I just saw one. I haven't read them, but there's like Wings of Fire is really popular right now. Wings of Fire, I feel like I sell so many of those. They're so popular. They're so popular. Um, Wings of Fire is really popular. Um, I would even say like How to Train Your Dragon to a certain degree is popular because those are at least funny. They're short. Yeah. They're juvenile fiction, not YA. So they're like, humor can be done in a stupider way in juvenile exactly. fiction. Exactly. You can have fart jokes. Right. Because they're like younger people um, and their audience is younger. Um, and I think Wings of Fire is the same thing. Also juvenile fiction. So it's like easier for kids to understand it, for kids to read it. And, I, and you read it with a different mindset. You're not like, this is going to be an epic tale. You know, and I... Harry Potter draws like you know straddles the line because it's technically shelved juvenile fiction. Um, I think it could go either way. They could go young adult or juvenile, but the majority of juvenile fiction books are sh- pretty short, uh, and f- like if they're fantasy, pretty light. 
Yeah. Now, not all juvenile fictions are light. Um, Have you read Bridge to Terabithia? Right. Yeah. There's some some doozies, but mm-hmm. Number of the Stars. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Brown Girl Dreaming. Yeah, it's poetry, so I. And it's still heavy. No, it is definitely heavy. I just I just consider it um, nonfiction because my head's in like library shelving mode. Fair. But yeah, so I think so. Yeah, so I would kill Aragon, and you would add more women. I think it'd be a much better book. Yeah. But speaking of nostalgia bubbles that I think are going to get popped, this next book that I'm going to make Allison read, I think is actually going to be really difficult for me now that I'm just thinking about it. And the other reason I'm going to say this is the book, first off, is The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. I was among those people that was a part of the whole Fault in Our Stars craze. Fell head over heels for it. Loved it. Thought it was revolutionary. Amazing. I wanted everybody to read it. I was also in early college late high school when that happened i think it was like a freshman in college maybe a sophomore and so yes and i grew up reading john green and it's a well-written book but i'm now i'm now almost like 10 years away from that almost and like eight years and i'm reading hank green's book right now actually i have an art copy of it and I'm not saying that the brothers are the same, but I stopped watching Vlogbrothers videos several years ago because it was just like a lot. And now I'm all worried that I'm going to make Allison read this book and I'm going to hate The Fault in Our Stars. But that's okay. If this this is how that happens, that's how it happens. But I still think there's good things in there. So we'll see. Now I'm scared. I don't feel like I pitched this very well to you. I'm scared too. But I was scared before because uh, one, it's contemporary too it's like real fucking sad join us for the month of september where we read we'll be reading it in august oh fuck that's right yeah jesus christ yeah so we are going to post these every two weeks so it's probably not always going to fall perfectly on a month but it'll be it'll be four weeks of one book basically exactly so for august we're going to be reading the fault in our stars so you should join us there um and if you liked this rant of aragon and novel predictions and all of it you should subscribe and rate us five stars give us just a quick little itunes review we really appreciate it guys um because it it helps us out here and we know that we could just be shouting into the void and this is a ton of fun for us but we also think that you guys would enjoy this too so please just give us a five stars and a little comment that'd be really nice yeah we would love to hear from you if you have had this experience with rereading and feeling like you're childhood soul was ripped out a little bit hashtag nostalgia bubble pop yeah um like let us know i'd love to have a discussion about it i have a feeling that this podcast is going to do this a lot to us oh yeah um but that's part of the fun the pain is part of the fun i'm actually kind of waiting for a book that we're both gonna love and we're just gonna be like our format just got thrown out the window what are we gonna do yeah, that'll be really interesting that will be really interesting but um yeah so follow us on all the social media instagram twitter and subscribe to this podcast. We will see you guys in two weeks when Allison and I get to read the first five chapters of The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. See you then.